This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Join us next time on Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a few other people to greet. So, go away with you. Go away. Thank you. Thank you. Come again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, there they are. It's good to see you again. I was wondering when you would show up. It's been very busy here. Glad that you've come, though. There is much to tell. You you were left off after the massive explosion and the incredible discoveries out there, which is can only be just imagined what is truly going on. So now you are back to find out what happened last time. Yes. Good. Now sit. Get a drink. I'll have a drink. You give me a drink. Two. Two, two of the specials. Yeah, on that one. Yes, that one. Yeah, that one, yes. Good, 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 good. Yes, good. Now, ah, oh, a Centurion Fizz. Haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> these are special. Now, let's talk what happened last time. So where did we live off? Uh, we got two explosions, yes? Good. Uh, did we get to the model maker? Oh, I like the model maker. Okay, we didn't get there yet. All right, good, good, good. Oh, oh, the 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 first and last outpost and and Dodger. Did you? Did I tell you about Dodger? No, no. Okay. Where am I? Where am I? Hold on. This is the best way for me to remember. Hold on. Ah, yes. Now I remember. They were dealing with the bugs. And they had found that interesting area they thought was game territory, but it was not. It was where the bugs were nesting. And they found the brains in jars that could still think. And they also found a book of interesting instructions and a knife. So, how would Mirgrat characterize such a blade, yes? Also, while there, you did find a dagger. Uh, dagger probably isn't the best word for it, simply because daggers are meant to be a punching item. In other words, they're supposed to be thrust. This is probably closer to a knife in that it's curved, it's meant for slicing, but again, uh, quibble quibble. Oh, it's a uh, fucking ceremonial bloodletting knife, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm pulling from Call of Cthulhu, I'm just not pulling that much. A dagger-sized knife that you have gone out of your way specifically to say is for is for slicing and not stabbing. Oh, and it has a red gem embedded in the handle. Uh huh. <laughs> like, a red square gem, I should mention. It's a it's very much a cube-like object. Oh, because that makes it any less a ceremonial bloodletting knife. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Ty draws the line in I, I, human sacrifices. So, <laughs> things she will be involved in. Sacrifices. Oh, yes. I mean, you know. I got, oh, sorry, I hear, the, I, hear the, the, I hear the line in my head of the, you know, for if this was a show of the, you know what? 
I draw the line at human sacrifices. Says the human, I'm pre- Oh, hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes the phrase, oh, hell, is just perfect for any situation. Um, so basically, you brought one of the jars back. Actually, you had Yorni come, come in with essentially a food tray that you could then put a couple of the canisters. Oh, yes, there was a book in there, too. Yeah, mm. which I think Ty, or Swift, oh, Ty, Ty grabbed up. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I get all Ty the names confused. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been gaming with each other for the last six months, you know, whatever. Uh, you know <laughs> names months, are um, the most difficult for me, so yeah. Listen, brains are weird. Fair enough. Names are hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Numbers, no I problem. I admit about the best. I admit I'm not great with names, at least assigning the right name to the right person, so I get you. No worries. I'm a writer. Do you have any idea how much names I have to keep track yeah. of? That's why index cards are useful. But I can't go around yeah. with index cards with people, and they object to me asking them to rename them into a number. So... <laughs> Sorry, as a side note, I have to mention there was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 that applies to your situation in which they had a uh, invention exchange where uh, they said, look, here's the standard old speak and spell. Sorry, not speak and spell. You know, the, the who is it where you put the, you know, you pull it, the cow goes, ooh. <laughs> well, um, they decided that why do it for farm animals when so few of us are on the farm when you need them for family reunions? And so they had pictures of people, and you go to Uncle Tom says, Hey, get me a pair, would you? Auntie Millie says, You're on the goofballs again, aren't you? You kind of need one of those things for people you know, so that way you can go, Wait, who is that? <laughs> Daniel, the GM, says, I've got these cards I use. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so yes, you found the, you brought the jars back to. Uh, Mirgrat's office, her her suite, so that you could because it's now your bat cave, and it's so far it's also if memory serves, you've also enlisted the help of a Paro in this to help who has joined you in the situation. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh yes, and the last thing you found out when you managed to decipher a few of the hums, clicks, and the other things coming from one of the jars, you finally asked the question, "Who are you?" And the reply came back, uh, 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 Sergeant Chuck Osteen. Yeah. Which I want to look up when we get back, but we definitely took that jar. Okay. I mean, so I, I think that... with the food cart, we can load up most of the jars. Oh, you definitely loaded up most. You loaded up all of the jars. Okay. Yes. So you've got like eight brains with eyes there in bubbling fluid. Uh, because that's not creepy. Uh, <laughs> by the way, based on the fact that you have eight jars with brains and eyes in them, uh, currently in the Birgrat's room, what can you def uh, defer from that? Absolutely. There's, There's bodies without eyes somewhere? Don't quite okay, enough hockey team <laughs> oh there you said i heard ty time's correct there are bodies without brains in them somewhere on this ship what did you say becca by the way oh i said there are eight of those body snatcher aliens well there's that uh 
So once again, we're dealing with an interesting theme. I do not know why this keeps coming up in my game recently, but we're just going to run with it. Of the fact that you have, as Ty has encountered, things that have switched minds with people from the past. You have bugs who are apparently stealing people's brains, but the bodies are still walking around, which infers that bodies are still under operational. Listen, and I've known plenty don't... of people who I suspected were bodies walking around without brains. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot disagree with that, but, uh... I'd like to, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you've got these... the situation here, which is troubling. But also, remember, we had the uh, Amber entity, which inhabited Mirgrat and is now inhabiting the body of uh, Connor Palmetti, who is a massive telepath and telekinetic. So well, that's bad. That, that is bad. But there's a general theme here, which I didn't in initially intend, but it seems to be going with it, which is a massive invasion of the body snatcher situation going on. I had this was not in my initial plan, but this is where it's going. <laughs> So, okay, so some other things to keep in mind based on where you are. Uh, yes, people are starting to get more restless because they've been at rest on the ship, basically doing orbits around the strange new planets without going anywhere. Again, ship, as far as you can tell, has not tried to create a jump point. It has not done anything else in that regard. People are still kind of getting a little bit more confused as to where they are and is this part of the plan. And so, yes, you guys are still working around that. Oh, and did Wagner and uh, Ty's kid, which was... Sorry, my brain was like, Tuvok? No. Uh, we have we have an APB out on Ty's kid. Yeah, to bring him into yeah. protective custody. Okay. For Where did I label that? Oh, no, we have an APB out on Ty's kid's body. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but Ty's kid was. I wrote it down here and then promptly. <laughs> I got it. Did it say? I think Ty's kid jumped Tuvo. into a new body. No, no, Tuvo was actually a in a human body. Oh, is he also a human? Okay. Yes, but but his original body is out there somewhere. Uh, he, but human Tuvo and human, sorry, and uh, Bricari Wagner. Uh, I believe they traveled with Mirgrat down here. Is this correct? Yes. Remember, because uh, we're we're speaking only in the language of the Yithians, and we went on a field trip to go look gotcha. at the brains. Mm -hmm. So, and that's actually how you were able to distinguish them. Go ahead. It was a very wholesome language immersion. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, it's not easy to get all of it because you don't have as many throats as the Athenians do, and it's hard to trumpet without an actual trumpet, but you make do. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, so everybody's there. I just want to make sure, so it's in Mirgrat's office. There is Mirgrat, Dooley, Ty, Tuvo, Wagner, Aparo. Am I missing anybody else? That sounds right. The gang's all oh, here. and Yorni, and Yorni. I mean, and all the sentient brains. And the sentient brains. One of which is, of course, Chuck Osteen. Which, by the way, there is a guy out there who's a writer. As you know, I'm stealing everything from writers and artists of comic books. I'm wondering if he hears this and will get insulted. <laughs> I mean, 
you made him if a cop? If you tell someone a sentient brain that is technically accurate. <laughs> True, but uh, it's not that I made him a cop. It's the fact that his cop version is, is technically now mindless. So did I just call him a mindless jerk? Think about that one for a while. Yeah, there's that. It's not going to keep me up at night. Again, if I get a reply from, you know, if I had a comment on my uh, uh, on my YouTube about this and it's and it's from Chuck Osteen saying, you fucker, my response is, hey, you listened. <laughs> Thank you. So you've got all there. I just want to make sure I had the right head count for that. And last, also remember, uh, 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 so I had head count because of all the brains in jars. <laughs> oh, but a ching. Uh, <laughs> So besides that, I just want to make sure I read the right, right head count. And that also last thing Mogger had mentioned was that when looking over the tablet, which is of Amber, which was you got from the Pacmara homeworld as it's trying to figure out more in this language, which hasn't sent anything else back in a while. He mentioned that he could read some of it. It's kind of, you know, strange dialectical, but he, he noted the symbol of the three circles with three circles around them intersecting, which looked an awful lot like the planets you guys are currently working around. And it was referred to as the first and last outpost. That's everything caught up. So you guys mentioned that you had done some discussions and that you wanted to role play some stuff out. So do that. Shall we begin? So we're yes. in. Shall we begin? We're in Meograt's office with all these brains in a jar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the ranger, and I'm going to assume I sent the hired help back to my quarters. I forgot her name. Uh, Yorni. Actually, I think you. I think Yorni brought came with you because she had to push the cart. Well, she pushed the cart, but once the cart is in the room, we can dismiss her. Okay, so she is not there. Yeah. Got it. So, a few thoughts occurred to me that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, as I understand it. Pakmara see differently than many other creatures. This is correct. Your visible spectrum is centered on the infrared end of the scale. Okay. So, a couple of questions then. When you look at Ty, do they look any different now that they're not in their Bakari body? Do they look different <laughs> than what a human would look like? GM, do, do they do I have an answer? Uh, give me a notice check. Okay. Uh, give me just a sec. And I also want to no know if when you were looking at that psychic kid, uh, if you happen to notice if they looked any differently with the entity who is in your body. And while the entity was in your body, did your vision change at all? Okay, I can, def I can definitely say that while Mirgrat's body was being inhabited by the entity, Mirgrat's vision did not change. Other than, for lack of a better term, there was a... Uh, dice roll? 14? Okay. Uh, other than there was kind of a tunnel vision going on when Mirgrat wasn't in co control of Mirgrat's body. I remember. So it's not so much like nothing changed so much. It was just, it felt like a little bit of a tunnel vision. So there's like a little bit of disconnect between seeing something and the eyes seeing something. Okay. But that was only when Mirgrat wasn't in control. Uh, otherwise it was, uh, again, perfectly 
fine. No other change in color or dimensionality or anything else like that. If nothing else, you're still looking at the same, looking through the same rods and cones, so that shouldn't affect anything. Okay. Okay. Now, 14. As for when looking at somebody like uh, Ty in a Mercury body versus Ty in a human body, it's different simply because humans and Mercury have different base temperatures. Right. And I know that infrared uh, is, is mo mostly focused. That's not the question, though. I'm not worried about how Ty looks different. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about how the human body might look different with something other than a human soul, if you want to call it that, in the body. So looking okay. at Ty as a human and looking at another human who is not occupied, they, they are still human 100%, is there a difference? Does that make sense? Well, with a score of 14 for... I think I know what she's trying to say. Basically, is there some sort of outward indication, whether that be through temperature or through radiant energy or through some other indication that somebody is not in their right mind, literally? Okay. So Mirgrat kind of ponders away at this question, closes closes her eyes and just say, okay, what's this? Okay. So when Mirgrat contemplates it, now, you've only run across things the entity has encountered, and so far that's only been, like, one, maybe two things. And the two things have been either Pakmara or human. Now, the Pakmara, you didn't notice any change other than their eyes went red a couple of times. Sorry, went uh, gold. Remember when they were all feasting on uh, Tomasi? Yes. So their eyes went gold for a while before they all, you know, died. You don't know how your eyes changed because you didn't notice any mirror at the time. You were kind of busy trying to get your body back. Bad shit. Hmm? Bad shit going on. Exactly. So with that in mind, it's hard to figure out in that case what is what is going on. Now, you've only encountered, as far as you know, things that have been traded out for either the Yithians or things that have been encountered by the entity. And in those particular cases, again, you haven't noticed much. You would guess that there is a bit of a golden tinging to the eyes if the entity were to change, because again, it happened with the Mirgrath, sorry, with the Pakmara, but you didn't notice it with Connor Palmetti simply because you didn't, you weren't paying attention to that then. And by the time you realized what was going on, uh, that guy was already out the door. Okay. So, as for anything else, say you've never encountered or rarely encountered uh, uh, Chuck Osteen, the the security guy, except more than once. And it wasn't until now that you realized that he might quite literally not be in his right head. So you had you didn't notice anything there. So like I said, with a fourteen, you don't notice much. It would take a lot more for you to, to kind of go, oh, there. But yeah, not with a fourteen. Okay, when we go back to the security station, I have some checks I need to do there. Okay. So, Mirgrat, brains in a bottle. Still alive, yeah. somehow. They are alive and conscious. Interestingly, they retain a full sense of identity. Can they be put back? It is unclear at this time. Fair enough. We'd be certainly willing to try, however. I mean, also, 
Yeah, well. <laughs> Guess we could look for bodies, but who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, that is yeah. part of the problem. Um, How often do you get to run across that sentence? I guess we could go looking for bodies, but we don't know who's going to be with them. I mean... <laughs> Speaking of, so after having my conversation with Chuck Osteen's brain, um, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say having my conversation with Chuck Osteen because we are more than our physical shells. Um, so I am going to, like, I'm basically going to go to each of the brains and I am going to, like, assure them that they are not alone screaming into the void anymore. Um, mm -hmm. and I am going to, uh, like, and I'm going to ask for, for their names and, like, identities, uh, so that we can compile a list of people whose bodies we need to track down. And also whose, whose bodies okay. we cannot trust because they have been body snatched. Yeah. I mean, they might gotcha. not be walking around. There uh, might just be yeah. some corpses somewhere without brains. Yeah, in but either way... With the, well, either way, I can. I was go gonna ahead, say go with that. Once we have that list, I'm going to send. I don't want to call the the Narn captain. I forgot her name. Um, oh, Kali. I don't want to call her, but I do want to send her a message saying I need to meet with you as soon as possible. It's important. Kali. Okay. Thank you. Well, as for the list of names, I can't get you that now because I wasn't prepped for it, so I'll have to come up with that things soon. Uh, so we can just say that Mirgorat does that and gives a list to someone. Okay. And then I'll figure it out from there. So, uh, but that being said, uh, uh, while you're taking, let's just say it's going to take you a while because if memory serves, Mirgorat's getting this information telepathically. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I assume that's the only so, way to communicate with them until we set up some good eye-tracking software. <laughs> eye-tracking software or other get the uh, cybernetic stuff, because remember, they do actually have things you, where you can do brain scans and communications uh, with subjects in a sort of virtual reality. This was brought up at least twice in the show. They just kind of forget about it after that. Um. Uh, I also forgot about it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, like, in the interest of, of like, letting these poor people uh, not feel totally uh, freaked out even more than they already are, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go in telepathically uh, because that will let me talk to them faster, uh, like, without additional setup. And so I can start reassuring them that... They are not alone, and we are on the case. <laughs> gotcha. Now, definitely, you're probably going to spend the next couple of hours, if nothing else, reassuring them, but also kind of getting them from stop panicking. Yeah. Because some of them understood what was going on, some of them did not, and so they're kind of freaked out, particularly because um, there is uh, solitary confinement, which is bad. Now imagine being... Uh, solitary confinement without a yeah, body. Yeah, it, 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 it would be like locked-in syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, you've, you've read that book by John Scotty, haven't you? I have not, but I did see that episode of House. Oh, okay, I did not, okay. Uh, there's a good book with John Scotty about that, but that's for later. Anyway, 
So yes, but they basically have a locked-in syndrome going on because they couldn't communicate with each other. They couldn't talk. All they could do was look at other brains and jars, and that's all they could do. And most of that was in fairly darkness anyway. So yeah, pretty horrifying. Yes. So I'm going to get uh, everyone's identities, and then I'm basically going to start up a group therapy session via telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you had something like that with the marriage counseling from um, with, your, uh, with the telepath who tried to scan you the other uh, uh, the last time, who set you up with trying to do a marriage counseling between you and your quote other self being the entity, you at least got a frame to work with. Yeah. You take a while to get some names. Now most of the people I'll tell you this that you've encountered are not major players. The only person so far that you've encountered that is a ISA officer or a uh, ship crewman so far has been Chuck. So there doesn't uh, seem to be like any pattern of the people who've been body snatched. Well, we don't know that yet. And that's what I wanted to do back at the police, the security station is to run these names and get information on each. Okay, no problem. I can't, so, I can't, I don't think we can say there's no pattern. We can't say there is a pattern either. We just don't know. I mean, maybe they all have the same blood type. Does that make sense? Well, but we don't even know if they're all the same species. That is true. Mm-hmm. So here, let me, some of that you'll be able, give me a medicine check, because some of that you'll be able to determine basics. Yeah. Because we've already determined that you have enough in uh, intelligence that and skill with, with this that you should be able to identify some of the species by the size looks and shapes of the brain yeah. not to mention color things like that i just i didn't want to ask for that because i didn't want to put you on the spot to have to pull more information out, out of your ass regarding these brains well here's the great thing about that i thought ahead in one regard blank dice are your friends there so what i can do is you have eight brains if memory serves. Yes. One of which is already been discovered as a human male, which is Chuck. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And let's see here. I can tell you, ooh, one is a, uh, I'm just gonna say it's labeled as ISA. So that's gonna be a random unusual race something you've uh, you've probably encountered but it hasn't brought up in the show a lot there are actually a fair number of those uh like a hache or something like that and that's a female uh, uh i'll get more information on that later. i don't think i can tell the, the, the mm -hmm. sex from the brains um no but you can tell from the inner voice though okay yeah that's fair okay so one is a centauri male okay uh, let's see here. One is a Drazi male. Uh, isn't that what Vlad Vladimir is is currently inhabiting? Well, it's a, he is inhabiting another Drazi. Whether or not it's the same Drazi is another question. Well, that's the question, ain't so, it? <laughs> mm, probably not. All right, we have a a human female. Let's see here. Uh, ooh, a Centauri female. Uh, a, oh, a Mimbari female. Oh, no. Is anybody writing this? And 
<laughs> Interesting enough, I am. So, okay, uh, by the way, and this one is mostly from the information. You can tell that the Mambari females from the worker class. Interesting. So, worker classes aren't just the builders; they're also the artisans. They are, you know, again, people who do uh, sculpture, art, poetry, that sort of stuff. And last on the list is a human male. Okay. I will figure more about these people soon enough. So yeah, as you're seeing here, even though humans are by far the most, most of the brains in here are human. Um, <laughs> I will say once you start listing off the t types and things like that, I imagine there's gotta be, Julie is going, oh good, no Narns. Um, yeah, but that makes me wonder. Maybe mm -hmm. they have to have some minimal amount of psychic ability in order to survive this procedure. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. It's a good because possibility. That would mean, I mean, yeah, it's great that there's no Narns, but, you know. But why is there no Narns? Because Narns have zero psychic ability and are completely incapable of it. Yeah, the shadows made sure of yeah. that. So, it is a good question, you know? Why exactly do they choosing this? Is it because of the psychic ability? Is it something else? So, Mirgra, I want to go look up the records of these people, and I think I can do that at the security station. Um, so, I think we need... Dan, I'm sorry. I think we need to divide our efforts here because I am of no use to you in the science stuff. Okay. No problem. Uh, while you're going to be doing that, you're going to have to be doing this. What is Ty up to? Um, I'm concerned about these sealed jars we found because I think if what I think is in them, we should fucking burn them or like kick them out in an airlock or something <laughs> ASAP. And by ASAP, I mean mm -hmm. before we do anything else. What do you think is in them? Or the bugs. Oh. I mean, we've seen them take the bugs out of jars, so. What else would be in them? So yeah, I think we should get rid of those before we worry about looking for people's identities or any of this other crap. Um... Can I use, like, some of my medical scanning equipment to, like, scan the jars to see if there's something in them? Yes, I will require a medicine check. I can do that. Nineteen. Our nineteen. Okay, there's definitely something in them. Uh, again, you're you, the, the biggest trick is that there's a lot of fluid in the way. So there are scans there. You can take scans, but whatever this fluid is, it gives off so many, for lack of a term, life energy on its own that it's difficult to look what's inside. Now again, whatever's inside is either going to be exactly it's so much goo in there that it's it's hard to see through the goo oh better safe than sorry i think personally after my fourth encounter with the bugs four times right yep <laughs> okay we know for certain okay. they're not remember a some brain. of the bugs things was through hallucinations yeah well i didn't talk about that sorry so. what we know for certain it's not a brain i just i don't want to toss anybody out the air a lot do i know for certain it's not a brain that's up to you guys. You At this point, like I said, it's just goo. You don't know. It could be a brain. It could be something else. It could be a hand in there for all you know. 
Chris. I think it's more of the bugs, personally. We could keep them here, but I don't think that's a good idea. I guess we could put them in an industrial freezer somewhere. No, because if it's a brain, you'll kill someone. I feel like you're just more concerned about this than I am. <laughs> if it's... Yeah, Julie yeah. just kind of <laughs> stares at her for a moment, trying not to say what she really wants to say. <laughs> I think we should open it. No, Absolutely I don't think we not. should open it without a scan. Why don't we just take it to, like, the cops x-ray, x-ray, I guess probably in the 90s, like, x-ray metal detectors or whatever, and see what we can see in them. You got image scanners. Actually, when when the security station have, like, a general, I mean, a body scan, not in, in various spectrums? Yeah, like at the airport. Like, well, the... Well, it's like the airport, but what they've shown so far in the show, it's that it still has to look for stuff. So in other words, you could have stuff on your body that may not be identified, but it's looking for weapons, drugs, chems, that sort of thing. It's kind of like with viruses. You can test for all sorts of viruses, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to find it. Okay. Uh, we'll be able to tell if it's a brain because we can just that look makes for sense? brain chemicals, right? Whatever yeah, those are. You know, look at it in the IR and get an outline of what's in there or something. So let's, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're going to take those jars. We're going to put them back on the food cart. We're going to bring them jar. down. I think we should take one jar. I think the less of them that are going around, the better. Okay. Um, and then we can go down to the police station or the security station because I need to go there anyways. So why don't you come with me? Mm -hmm. You can help me move them, mm -hmm. and we'll take a look at them, because two eyes are better than one. And we will leave the ranger and Mirgarat here to do science things. If by science you mean <laughs> this body-brain support group. Science things. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can... I don't know. Can you get a sample of the liquid they're in or and stuff? I mean, oh, no, feeling it. The, the the sentient brain liquid. Yeah. Uh, I okay. I don't. I'm assuming this is one of those things where I'm not sure if it's going to be safe or not. Um, so I am going to ask the sentient brain contingent, if there is a volunteer who would let me take a sample of their liquid. Okay, uh, I will need a diplomacy roll for that, because otherwise you just, you're still making the offer and okay. they have to respond. Five. Five, okay. All of them are scared that if you so much as open the jar, they're going to die. That's good, because I didn't want to carry brain fluid around anyway. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm actually going to make a, a judgment call here. I mentioned there's an ISA here, female. I just looked at a few records and I said, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm going to adjust something that I, uh, the ISA person is actually a Centauri female. But I'll get to that in a second. So I just wanted to make sure I had that correct because uh, I just saw something. I went, oh, wait, that. Okay. Mm. Got it. 
All right. So, but yes, they're all scared that if you open the jar, it's going to go badly. Right. Uh, this is the correct time to be placing additional stress on these brains. Mm, that's okay. Well, see if you can talk to them, get information about when they noticed something being different. Like, what were they doing beforehand? Where were they located? Maybe that will help us locate their bodies. Should I never to do so. But please keep in mind that these individuals are all quite traumatized. Yes, I imagine. Progress may be slow. Uh, yep, that all sounds good. Make sure my kid takes a nap, because, uh... <laughs> He's a growing boy, I guess. Mom. And we'll be back. So, okay. Oh, that was a long-term echo. It is important for growing individuals to get the proper rest that they need. I know, I know, but I'm 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 not as young as I was. <laughs> Once you are not as young as you used uh, to be, you will also learn the value of a nap. Ain't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> As everybody here is over, what, 40, 30 or something? 31, yeah. and I have been napping since high school. Yep. yep. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> just go to sleep whenever whenever there's something, nothing else to do, like, honestly. I have gone, I have had naps after work since I work remotely all the time, where I literally will go, well, I've got an hour or two to kill, it's too hot out there to exercise, or I'll just have a little nap, you know, 10 minute nap. Three hours later, I wake up and forget yeah, what day that's, is. that's like my nap. Like, when I nap, I fucking nap, yo. Ty, uh, you want to make sure the kids has a nap, what are you planning to do here? I, I, I caught, I may have caught that, you may have said it, but I just, it kind of went in one ear and out the other for a second there, so I just wanted to double check. I'm still waiting for myself to be arrested, although if it turns out that one of the people in the brain's jars is... I'm just still waiting for myself to be arrested at this point. Also, I'm interested in where Alan Gibbons is, so I might help myself to some security camera footage as well, sort of see if I can figure out where he lives or whatever. Okay, so you're going to go with, with uh, Dooley to the security yes. area and try to sneakily try to get some info. Not that sneakily, because I don't really think Dewey cares that much what I'm doing in the background, but yeah. <laughs> Am I going to tell her no? Am well, I going to try to hide it? Not, no, because it would be kind of obvious. Well, I was about to say, Dooley may not care, but there's a whole security office that may have a question or two of why the civilian is doing this. I'm a doctor. It'll be fine. <laughs> that is true, and technically... You are technically a member of the crew. Yeah. Independent contractor I've hired for her expertise. Totally. Yep. <laughs> that was the story that we had anyway, more or less. So. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys are going to head to there. Mirgonat is going to do discussions with the brains. Tu uh, Tubo is going to have a nap, crankily. That's how you know he needs a nap, is when he gets cranky mm -hmm. about it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, ditto. But I'm not tired. <laughs> and then Wagner and Aparo. Aparo basically says, if you need me to wait and guard, I shall, but I believe you should be safe here. Allow me to uh, continue investigations with various contacts I have made and see what I can find. See, that would be an excuse of your time. Okay. He uh, bows to everyone says, I will see thee shortly. And 
goes out the door. Uh, Wagner, on the other hand, who's still getting the use of the fact that A, Wagner is no longer human, B, is a different gender that he was expecting, C, is no longer a strange Yithian thing from beyond the stars, and uh, is now actually, what, 300 years in the future, where everything that was predicted for the future didn't quite happen as planned, because uh, he is still used to, like, even though he's read a lot from the Ithian journals, he's still used to, you know, pulp fictions and dime and penny novels about uh, what the future will be like, which is closer to H.G. Wells than it is to anything else. So imagine, if you will, those who have read the story First Men in the Moon, I've listened to it, Everything that it thinks about science, aliens, and everything is completely wrong <laughs> in, like, staggering amount of ways. So he was kind of expecting that. He was not expecting methane breathing and strange things like that. So he's, or I should say she now, but he, Wagner is having some, you know, it's just like... If the entity that is inhabiting the body identifies as male, I think that we, we shouldn't like, the body that he is currently piloting may be female, uh, but that doesn't change who Wagner is. That is true. We'll go with that. Okay. Gender's in the Fair brain. enough. Uh, I, then, so it's, a, it's going to be him from now on. Got it. Thank you. I, I'm still kind of fuzzy on some of the, the quote-unquote rules and regulations for this, so thank you for the assist. Uh, I guess you would say he chooses to describe himself as male because he still sees himself as male even though he is in a female I mean, body. And as we know, apparently the body that you're in right now is not permanent if you don't want it to be because we're, <laughs> we're playing musical chairs up in here. True. <laughs> okay, we're not playing musical chairs so much as three-card Monty with Psyche. <laughs> <laughs> find the alien find the alien find the alien oh i'm sorry um, yeah so i think mira is just going to be kind of taking charge of wagner and like okay because I, I think like mira a wants to keep wagner around to keep practicing Yithian, but also just like it wants to be like is, is taking him on as a as like a research assistant because um they they i think they've just kind of decided to adopt him in tuvo um i, I think they've <laughs> recognized some like minds and and want to to keep that uh exchange going okay no, that makes sense because again he's a resource of the Ithians. he spent time listen, uh, listening to him and researching with them that he is actually a very good resource when correctly used he's just needs a chance to be of use so he doesn't have to think about the weird circumstances he is in which would probably pop the heads of you know most yeah people. so i think i think like mirat's gonna like get get wagner to work like putting you know some folding chairs in a circle and putting brain jars on each folding chair while Mirgrat makes a sign that's like, so you woke up as a brain in the jar. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> now There's our title. <laughs> I will have to remember that and say this as episode 17, so you woke up as a brain in a jar. Uh... <laughs> 
like I said, this game gets funner the further it goes. I have no idea where we're going to end at all. I'm just going to run with it. All right. Yeah, like, Mirad's going to make some coffee or whatever and, you know, get a, get a full-on, like, support group vibe going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Well, whatever Mirad assumes is coffee, which I'm assuming is a lot of kombucha and beer. <laughs> Mirad knows what coffee is, even if they don't drink it. Um, but, like... Like, no one is going to drink coffee except for Wagner because uh, the brains in jars are brains in jars. Mirgaret is not going to drink coffee. And Mirgaret is going to assume that uh, Tuvo is, like, not an adult yet and so shouldn't be exposed to highly addictive substances. Fair enough. I think that is irresponsible. I think Tuvo's body is about the age of a seven-year-old human uh plus or yeah minus. So you you don't expose bodies that are still developing to highly addictive substances like that fair enough okay. but which by the way when you when you do offer wagner coffee he's like coffee coffee oh that yeah. and then he suddenly goes oh oolong if i would i would literally break the spirit of any being who came along if i could get my hands on oolong tea Yes, he's British. Very British. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so when you mention that, you're like, oh, we'll figure out something. They do actually have various different types of teas available. Oolong and Earl Grey are very common enough that, again, once you educate him on how to get it, he's like, oh, this is available? Okay. <laughs> I am going to warn him that it might not taste the same because he's in a different body, though. Because he's, he's a Brokiri now, right? That's true. Very true. Yeah. So I, I am going to warn him that he may not experience it in the same way that he is expecting because his biology is different. Yeah. It's way better off with Mirgara than with Ty, who borderline seduced him to go into the future with her and is now just like <laughs> ignoring her. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you know, but. But Ty loves him and leaves him. <laughs> Ty, let's just say, uh, has a certain attitude for certain things, and as we've noticed the trend, yes, there's be like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Good. Are we done? All right, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Ty doesn't promise anything that she's not going to deliver on. Um, that is true. And she 100% only seduced him to get him to help her get out of the past, so... <laughs> At least, at least you're relatively upfront about it. You know, you're not like, well, I'm not sure. No, no, here it is. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, by the way, as a jump in time, I know this has to happen. Mir uh, by the time you guys get back to Mirgratz, you're—I I swear, I'm, I'm, whether this happens or not, I, I feel like it should. You should open up, like have the brains and jars in uh, very coordinated areas. Mirkodot is doing the kind of court, you know, telepathic coordination and there should be Wagner with a data pad, a pot of tea in a, in a what is essentially a smoking jacket uh, <laughs> while a uh, Victrola plays, you know, that sort of level of things. Yeah. Uh, no, I think when they come back, like, Mira is like picking up each brain in a jar and like giving it a hug before putting it back <laughs> on its shoulder <laughs> Reminds me of that fallout scene you come across where some guy basically had tea with a bunch of teddy bears in a circle on the rug. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we're doing group therapy, so eventually it just devolves into that. Yeah. So while Mirgret and Wagner are taking care of there, Julie and uh, Ty head their way to the security area. Yep. So again, things are a bit more abuzz. Like I said, people have started to figure out if nothing else, not that they're not supposed to be there, but they've been there for a little too long without actually having anything like a shuttle to start taking people to uh, certain destinations. It's like when you go to a, when you do a Royal Caribbean cruise, you actually take it to something that lets you out, say, look at the look, look at the local tourist stuff, give you a tour of something and then take you home. Uh, in this particular case, you're just, therefore, just sitting in the ship. And again, the ship is nothing to, you know, balk about. It's a great ship. But they're expecting that there should be, like, sightseeing tours. Or, again, if you have a planet or planets like this, you should be taking shuttles through the ring so you can get the ideas of how it feels and looks and everyone gets pictures and all the rest of that. But there's Never none of that happening. Cruise, but, yeah. I imagine... Wait, is this the first time we've stopped? Yes, it yeah. is. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't go on tours of the rings. It seems harmless, and nobody would notice, but nobody's going to ask Ty what to do, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zathras! Um... <laughs> Ty know what to do, but nobody listen to Ty. By the way, one of these days... I'm technically a, a reverend. I can actually marry people off. One of these days, if anyone to ask you, ask me. I will marry people as Zathras. I will make you a costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would go with the body type. All right. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so, remind me to ask you about the friend of mine who I almost married as, as Marcus from Borderlands. So basically, while you guys head to the security office, everything in the security area is a buzz. Now, some of this has to do with the fact that, yes, there was an explosion that the, the cleanup crew is dealing with, no problem. Uh, that explosion is in the alien sector. And... Yeah. Oops to Daisy. Comment. <laughs> hey, I'm questioning the explosion. I'm sorry, what was that, Becca? Tell me more about this mysterious explosion that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tori, what'd you say? Uh, I'm busy pushing the card. Yeah, gotcha. Know nothing about an explosion. <laughs> and Ty's right there with you going, oh, that's fun. Oh, well. Uh, I am the doctor. <laughs> Why would I know anything about an explosion? <laughs> <laughs> I had this bizarre image of Ty doing something like I saw from Family Guy, which was, oh, Doctor Things, I'm doing Doctor Things, yep, uh, that, uh, you think doc this Doctor stuff is good? I think that Doctor stuff is good, oh, yep, yep, doing Doctor stuff. Opens her bag of crap that she has no idea what to do with, and, like, looks in there, and, like, you know, shuffles things. <laughs> Scanners, dispensers, hypo-injectors, and and uh, all sorts of other chemicals and little uh, little vials of stuff. You're like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so basically people are starting to get a little, they're not in full on panic or riot mode, but definitely the tension is in the air, as some would say. Uh, this is getting to an interesting point because again, everything's feeling like this should be doing something else. What's going on here? 
this leaves you guys. Once you get to the security office, uh, Kali is there. Uh, she's issuing orders because she's not only doing security things, she's trying to do people management. So she's working with the porters, with the service individuals, with those people trying to uh, orchestrate something. And even the captain is there. Captain Snorenko is there. And did I list that other person? Just a moment. Can I check my notes here? All right. No, actually, list one. What do you know? Um, okay. Right. I uh, I left a, a roll out of the bridge crew because I thought someone might fill it, and I just never met, <laughs> made mention of it later on. So uh, I'm going to do that now. So crap. I need a name. Oh, one second. Let me let me go to my wall of interesting names. Uh... AKA bookshelf. Yes, a bookshelf of graphic novels. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Um, John Miller, another human, is the first officer. He's also there. I'm going to have to write that down before I forget it. <laughs> uh, okay, John Miller. Okay, cool. I'm learning. Um, so John Miller is also there, as well as Starenko. So they're almost having a full bridge crew meeting in the security office as everyone's trying to orchestrate, well, what do we do? How do we keep things going? How do we do this? And Kali is doing her best to get everything together. She's mostly interested in keeping order, and it's very obvious. Where, you know, just as long as no fights break out, you, 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 give, you feed everybody as much lies as possible to keep them calm, and she's good. Joan, on the other hand, is tr uh, Captain Serenko is trying her best to keep a calm face. She's very good at it, mostly because she has that kind of Ivanova stare, but she's even colder and more determined. You know, she definitely is like a wall. How she got the job of a uh, ship captain on a pleasure yacht it's something of a mystery when you have somebody who's like that. But the uh, first officer, however, John, he's a bit more welcoming. He's a bit more friendly. It's obvious that he is not just the uh, guy who fills in when the captain is sleeping or carries out orders. He's kind of the social secretary for the ship, for lack of a better term. He uh, does a lot of the uh, figuring out schedules and entertainments. It basically keeps the ship operating not just as a ship, but as a floating resort or He's client. the cruise director. He's what? He's the cruise director. He's exactly. Julie. He's Julie. I'm sorry. Well, Julie? Julie. Oh, from... Uh... Yeah. Oh, well, hold on a second. Julie from... The love boat. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. I have not seen Love Boat in in ages, so my parents know, the only thing used I to watch it, so I got to watch it a few times. And Julie was like the entertainment committee person. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically like that. He's also kind of ops at the same time, but basically, yeah, he's he's there to make sure everything is running smoothly, and that you know that's basically his job. So he's obviously more friendly, a little bit more outgoing. His face is very much warm and welcoming. And you can tell, even when you could see him say things like, well, fuck that, he's doing it in such a very polite way that you're also like, huh, he may have a point there. So all of them are in the security office. The only person of the main crew that seems to be missing right now is uh, Doc Rule. So, but yeah, do, they're all having a, 
sort of basic meeting, kind of to think, well, what are we doing? Where are we going? How are we doing this? And when you guys come in, the first person who stops you is a, a lower uh, a security personnel. And they said, initially said, whoa, whoa, upper, upper echelon only. And then he looks over at Julie and says, oh, uh, Lieutenant, uh, uh, gotcha, just a moment. And uh, looks over at Ty, uh, Doctor, what are you doing on this side of the ship? Assisting. Understood. Uh, uh, just a moment. Use right. some equipment here. Uh, let me let me get check your check your clearance just a second. He kind of like sticks his head inside the door. Uh, 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 chief, what is it? Uh, <laughs> excuse me, <sighs> excuse me, little belchy there. What is it, Davis? Um, we have a uh, the, the the lieutenant. You 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 got ma'am? Oh right, fine. She's fine. Bring her in. Door opens and then he says, "All right, go on in." When you enter again, like I said, you see the meeting going on. When they see Ty initially, they're all of them look a little confused. Again, you can see the words, what are you doing here? Uh, but you can't quite again figure out the context. As for Julie, Kali looks relieved that you're here a little bit. Uh, you can't tell what's going on with with uh, uh, John Miller, like first officer, but the captain on the other hand, you can hear a little bit of the, you. Uh, <laughs> so <I'm> chaos incarnate. <laughs> it's not quite. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be in this situation. But it was Thank you. Who, wow, that was a hell of an echo. Um, but it was you that that dealt with this? Who whose head was the instigating circuit for this? And you were chasing a Mimbari up here, up to the uh, the uh, bridge, when all this stuff went down. So it's not your fault. But, but... all right. So the ca captain turns and goes, Lieutenant, Doctor, how can I be of assistance at this time? We seem to be a tad busy with everything going on. Well, that's okay. We just need to use some equipment, and eventually I will need to speak to... Uh, I forgot her name again. Kali? Eventually I will need to... Yeah, eventually I'll need to speak to the chief. Uh, so, uh, we're just here investigating more of what we need to investigate. The captain kind of crosses her arms. What exactly are you investigating? Uh, I'll let the chief fill you in on that. Chief is about to say something, and, and uh, uh, the captain holds up her finger at uh, Chief Kali, literally not looking at her, just kind of do the. Mm? Please explain your investigation. I'm assuming it has something to do with the fact of why we're here. Is this correct? Yes, yes. And Indeed you can tell. It is. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can tell. Sorry, yeah, you about to say, you could tell that she's spelling it out to try to emphasize her aggravation. But yes, go. Yes, this is. Then, then she literally kind of uh, using two fingers on her hand. It just kind of motions for Kali to sit up. And, sorry, to stand up. Grabs Kali's chair, sits down, arches her fingers, and puts her elbows on the desk and says, "Lieutenant, report." Oh, dear. 
Ah, now there's a report I want to see, yes? But you will have to wait until next time to find out what the report was. So join us next time on Odyssey of Babylon 5 Story. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a few other people to greet. So go away with you. Go away. Thank you. Thank you. Come again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, there they are. It's good to see you again. I was wondering when you would show up. It's been very busy here. Glad that you've come, though. There's much to tell. You, you left off from this. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belton. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel. And I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.